Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lignato. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and animal communicator, and I'm going to give you your weekly horoscope and no bullshit mystical advice for living your very best life. Hey there, ghosties. In this episode, I'll be doing a live reading with one of my beloved listeners. Every Wednesday, listen in on an intimate conversation and get inspired as we explore perspectives on life, love, and the human condition. Along the way, we'll uncover valuable insights and practical lessons that you can apply to your own life. And don't forget to hit subscribe or at the very least mark your calendars because every Sunday I'll be back with your weekly horoscope. And that you don't want to miss. Let's get started. Aster, welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. (laughs) What would you like a reading about? So I have a question that I wrote initially, and then I kind of reworded it for clarity. So I'll just go ahead and ask the reworded question, if that's okay with you. Mm -hmm. So I am an artist who suddenly gained a number of followers on Instagram. Rather than running with the gift and momentum of this audience, I find myself turning away and inward. I would ideally love to use this platform with ease and neutrality, treating it as a digital container where my work might be refined and deepened through the act of authentic sharing. Instead, I find myself overthinking, wondering about my values and motivations, which eventually leads to overwhelm and closing the app before I post anything at all. Is there anything in my chart that points to this desire to stay hidden? And are there any tools that might help me break down the perfectionist tendencies that are currently stopping me before I begin? That's a great question. Very relatable. Very relatable. I'm going to show your birth information. You're born December 17th, 1993, 2.26 p.m. in Washington, D.C. So I have so many thoughts about answering your question, but I'm going to start off by actually asking you a couple questions. The first is, what kind of art? Are you a visual artist? Yes, I'm a visual artist. I'm a ceramicist and an illustrator and a budding painter. But Okay, great. So you play with different mediums. You referenced sharing yourself authentically. Now, I want to ask you, do you, like pulling back from your question and your feelings, do you think that Instagram is, (laughs) right, it's not exactly an authentic sharing platform? No. (laughs) Right. There's been studies done about this. It gives people eating disorders, right? Like it's not, right. Okay. okay. Yeah, they're deeply flawed platforms. Totally, totally. But just curious what your thought was. And then- Related to that, do you follow other artists that you follow because you feel that they are sharing themselves authentically? I do, actually. Um, Mm -hmm. I do feel that there are people who have kind of found like an ideal balance or at least like a way to engage with it that feels kind of like it's a tool for human connection. Like, I think it can be a really good tool for creating community and like activism. And ideally, I could use it that way. I also think that I get kind of like bogged down in so many things when I'm So I'm I'm taking notes as you speak, okay? And I'm going to tell you, you have just told me that you feel that with your Instagram following, you mm-hmm. should be building community, using it as a tool for activism, sharing yourself <laughs> authentically and sharing your work. Yes. It's understandable <laughs> that you'd be overwhelmed. I understand why you would relate to a social media following in that way because I'm on the internet, I'm on social media, and that's what a lot of people do. I just wanted to start the conversation before we even got into astrology, right, or the specifics of you, just to kind of unpack the details here so that you could hear how 
anyone would be overwhelmed by that agenda. It's yeah. too big of an agenda, yes. especially if the whole thing is like making art is vulnerable. I want to yes. make art. Like <laughs> I want to communicate my art online. Yes. Like it's already Agreed. so challenging, right? So we're we're just starting with that. Yeah. Now, I want to say you, my friend, have a stellium in Sagittarius. You have your North Node, Mercury, Venus, Sun, and Mars all in Sagittarius. <laughs> and so it makes sense that you're like, I should tell my story. Mm-hmm. I should tell my story from, you know, Sagittarius is related to the soapbox, which I think the modern version of a soapbox is social media, right? So I want to tell it up on a mountain, aka Instagram, and I should tell my truth and I should have a narrative that is compelling, that sweeps people up, that is authentic because Sagittarius. Yeah. Yeah. So that's very big for you. Yeah. Slash also, you have a midheaven. In Capricorn. So the midheaven in your birth chart is related to what you want to be known for. It's like your Mm -hmm. conscious objectives. Mm -hmm. In Capricorn is I want to be respected. Mm -hmm. I want to be seen as somebody with expertise, somebody who's quote unquote real in my field. Sagittarius gives zero fucks about these things. Sagittarius, now I'm not talking about people who are Sagittariuses, which of course you are one. The zodiac sign of Sag is about experience. It's about energy and Capricorn is about sitting down and working it out. And on top of that, you've got Uranus very, very, very close to a conjunction. It's not exactly conjuncture midheaven, but you change your mind frequently about how you want to be perceived. 100%. (laughs) Capricorn fucking hates that, but here it is happening in your chart. Yeah, there's a lot of inner battles. Inner battles. So you might one day think, okay, for instance, Talking about this social justice issue is really important on my platform. And then later in that day, think when people do that, it is virtue signaling. Yeah, yeah. You will come Mm -hmm. from different angles and have a really different take. And that's not bad and it's not good. But because this is happening at your midheaven, it makes it really hard for you to pick a singular point and to stick with it (laughs) in how you communicate yourself, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's add more complexity because I'm not done with you. You got a moon-Saturn conjunction in fucking Aquarius in the 11th house. OMG. Let me tell you what that means. It means if there's a place that you're shy and there's a place that you're hard on yourself, it's in community and groups of people. And what do you want to do with your Instagram? Build community. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. This question that you've asked, again, I think it's so relatable. I think everybody who has a public social media account that's in any way related to their passions and interests or career struggles with how to show up. And that's human because it's not normal. What we're doing in society is not normal. It's yeah. not like there's a, a way that your birth chart wants you to do this, yeah. <laughs> you or anyone, because this yeah. is not normal to be compulsively, publicly self-disclosing to, yes. to a public that we can't even know yeah. all the time. And also, we can never erase it. Like, right. you can delete a post, but you can never delete it off the internet. Yeah. None of this is normal. None of this is inherently healthy, right? right? So all of that said, one other thing, you have a North Node Pluto conjunction in your seventh house. Now, listen to me when I say, I'm not going to fixate on your North Node. You're too young for that. But I will say that for you, because Pluto is there, whether we look at the node or not, your Pluto... <laughs> In the seventh is like, I only want intimate, private, 
deep, meaningful oh. connections with individual people. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Because your moon and your Saturn in Aquarius in the 11th house square your fucking Pluto. See? <laughs> yeah. And that North Node being there means that you should work with Pluto. Pluto is yeah. actually what you're here to do. From my perspective as an astrologer, I would say setting the intention to be personally authentic yeah. in a public platform or with the building of your art career yeah. is a pretty self-destructive goal. Oh. And I would say that because it makes you feel like dog doo-doo pretty mm -hmm. much 98% of the time, I'm guessing. Yeah, 100%. Okay, 100% of the time. X Or 100% of the time, it's 98% of the time. Okay, 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 I got it. That does not mean you cannot share of yourself, but mm -hmm. there's a really meaningful difference between sharing your personal self and showing up for what you share. Yeah. Does that make sense? I want it, yeah. I want it to sit in your layers. Let's, let's let it like yeah, let it settle a little. Personally, me, I'm not a fan of, doing a lot of personal sharing on social media. It's not what I do. And yet when I do share something, I try to show up with my whole personality and with myself. Yes. So yeah. while I'm not talking about my thoughts and feelings on things necessarily, I am being real about what I am sharing. I am getting a feeling that the people that you really admire who do personal sharing and are visual artists mm -hmm. and are politically vocal, mm -hmm that those people have a certain kind of personality where they're not doing that Saturnian editing of themselves that is yeah. consistent yeah. with your nature. Yeah, absolutely. There are certain people who are wired in certain ways where they can just be like, okay, I'm going to slap a bunch of things together and I'm going to share it with the world. Mm -hmm. And then they just stop thinking about it. Yeah. You're yeah. not that person. No. You're not that person. <laughs> no. You're not that person. And on top of it, you don't know what you want your professional life yeah. to reflect. Yeah. You, you haven't figured that out. You you haven't actually even given yourself the space to ruminate on it. You're just trying to figure out what to do instead of yeah. what's authentic to you. Yeah. I, I will say I'm in like a time of big transition and I feel kind of like my Saturn return really like shook me up. Mm -hmm. and showed me the areas that I needed to kind of go into so that I could get clear on what my values are. But I'm still, I think, in that space of waiting through all of the silt, as you've said earlier. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and also you've got other major transits happening right now that are yeah. shaking your whole world up. Let me just pull back and mm -hmm. say, I want to give you this homework. Okay. I wrote a little list based on what you shared with me. You want to cultivate community, be an activist with your platform, share personal things of yourself, and then share, of course, your work, right? So far, that's the <laughs> list we've created. I know it's a, it's a kind it's of enormous list. Yeah, it's an enormous list. But I bet if you and I weren't talking and you were off in your world and you were comparing yourself to someone else, you could come up with a longer list. Yeah, probably. So I want to encourage you as first part of homework is to you know spend a couple of weeks just like letting it kind of come to you in moments, like add it to the notes in your phone, add it to your list. What are the things that you're putting pressure on yourself around or you have the expectation that you should do around your social media platform? Just yeah. get clear about that. And then yeah. the other thing I want you to do is try to identify from a professional standpoint what the use of having social media is yeah 
You're at Capricorn Midheaven. So we have to talk about the use. Saturn moon conjunction. What's the use, right? Yeah, utility function. Utility and function. Exactly. No, you have so much Sagittarius in you, you know. <laughs> so it's not like that's your whole life, but it has to be how you orient around your safety, the moon, and yeah. your the planning and scaffolding of your career. That's helpful. This is just like what I'm giving you is basically like list writing homework, which is your jam, right? It's your jam. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Love a, good so, list. a good list is, we agree. <laughs> it's it's amazing. So I want to just kind of ground you into that. And I want to just reflect back to you that all of us are pressured to commodify our lives. Yeah. We yeah. are all pressured to commodify our thoughts and our feelings. And yeah. You know, I'm not saying everyone's like making money off of their social media. It's not about that. Once you put something on social media, you are commodifying. It is a form of yes. commodifying, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and that is not inherently healthy. And it can be great for some people. And some people are naturally good at it. And some people work hard to be good at it. And none of us have to. I mean, mm -hmm. for your career, it can be very fucking helpful. But also, yeah. I am really concerned about mm -hmm. what it's doing to us as a people. If you make the decision... That in the end, what you want to focus on with your social media platform for your art is art mm -hmm. and that you want to use the power and the influence that you have for activism or community building, go forth, do your damn thing. If you decide that you want to share certain parts of your personal self, which again, I don't think you will, but if you do, go forth, do your damn thing. Yeah. But I will say Pluto in the seventh house, square to Saturn and the moon. Don't think of it as privacy. Think of it as sacred. Like oh, what stays that. sacred? There are certain things that if we share them with others, they're no longer just ours. Yeah. They belong to the collective. And that's gorgeous. And other things, that's not fucking gorgeous. That's just that's just chaos. It's not healthy yes. anymore, right? So yes. I want to just kind of give you that subtle reframe because I think it'll make night and day difference for you. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, that's helpful discernment. Where things get complicated is when we come back to the chunk, the biggest chunk of your chart, which is all this Sag, which is mm -hmm. that part of you that's like, but I want to be in the world <laughs> making personal connections with people on social media. Like, that's actually fun because I have access to like a wide variety of people, not just the people like in a 20 mile radius of me. Okay. And so what I'm going to just pause right now to say is like, OK, so you tell me where do we go from here? Like what questions are remaining because in a way I'm like well we just answered your question so what what's still up for you around all this um I think sometimes the discernment of ugh, almost like what should stay sacred for me and like what is worth sharing like what can kind of be transformed through the act of sharing mm -hmm. and then also I mean as an artist like I think that sometimes the work can feel so deeply intertwined with who I am like it's a vulnerable thing to share at all and I'm also grateful for the people that find value in it or like I mean I think that one of the functions of art is like offering permission to mm. everybody like not just people who identify as creatives but everybody who can kind of unlock some kind of creativity or like find inspiration or find a little hole to make something of their own and I, I like that function of social media of kind of sharing this work and like changing the work through connecting over it does that make sense yeah it does Okay, so there's some layers here. One is the question that you posed of what can be transformed through the act of sharing, right? Yeah. And I would say that it is dangerous to put 
your vulnerability and needs for transformation on stranger dangers on the internet. Yeah, it's not safe. It's not safe for anyone. (laughs) Because you might post something in June of 2023, and then it might get in nefarious hands in, Mm -hmm. you know, July of 24. Right. Like it's the fucking Internet. Now, I'm not trying to make you scared, but I want to say I think it is possible to say, okay, I painted a pink hat and you know that this pink hat represents something from your childhood and that is deeply activated in your relationship with your partner and that it means something to you and your immediate community who knows you IRL or knows you in online communities that are more curated and more intentional than social media can be. They know that it's really personal to you. But when you post it on social media to like the vast unknown of the internet, at that time, you're like, this is a pink hat. It has really great meaning for me. What is it? What does it evoke for you? Like, again, there's this way that we can take parts of what is intimate and meaningful and personal and decide who to keep it most sacred with and how to share it in ways that don't minimize it by stealing from the sacredness of it and stealing from this the intimacy of it, but also don't require personal self-disclosure in a way that's unnecessarily vulnerable. Yeah. And I think, again, for a different personality, there's no such thing as unnecessarily vulnerable because they're willing to take that risk. And I think yeah. what happens for you is you tell yourself a story because Sagittarius is all about stories and narrative. You tell yourself a story and you juice yourself up. So you're going to do this thing and then you do it and your moon Saturn's like, ouch, why did I do that? And you have like shame spirals as <laughs> yeah. a result of having overshared, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's torture. It's torture. <laughs> and so this is why, you know, you might want to even create like a, a visual, like a circle. Like in the center of the circle is the fucking thing. The hat triggers my childhood. The hat is activated in my partnership. That's the most intimate jewel. My besties know about it. Like the people who are closest to me, maybe my art collaborators know about it. And then there's like a circle out, which is people who are in more curated community, but are not like on par with intimacy exactly. Mm -hmm. And you would tell them generally what it is, but maybe not all the specifics and the details, but they would have like a sense of like a bigger part of your practice. And then you can go up further, which is stranger danger, Mm -hmm. (laughs) within whom may be allies and friends as well as danger, right? So so you may want to kind of make a practice and there might be more circles to it, but make a practice of kind of writing out different versions of how you could have done that with past projects as a way to start to like sort through creating a process for yourself. So I would start with things you've already done in the past because it'll be way easier than starting with something that's really vulnerable to you in the present. Okay. I'm just a slow processor. (laughs) Well, you have a moon Saturn conjunction, so (laughs) I I respect you, but also Oh, wait, I see. Part of what you're calling slow processing Mm. is actually that you like to take the long and winding path all the way through the idea because you've got that Mercury and you've got so much Sag in you. And I'm like, I'm like coming at you full Capricorn, like, let's go straight to the point. And (laughs) it's very jarring for you. I can see that now. I think I need a little of it, though. Okay. I mean, you know, like some groundedness. That's that's what I, you know, that's what I have to offer. But (laughs) but I want to just acknowledge that part of what I'm seeing now that it's kind of like coming up is that you're trying to be good to go. You're trying to be like, 
easy, chill, and keep up, even though you're not really doing that in an emotionally authentic way. And that's not bad or good. I mean, you're having a reading. It's a moment. You know, life has us do this. But what I, the reason why I want to point this out is because this happens in your process with this question around how to show up in public slash social media, where other people's way, what's happening around you, what you see other people doing makes you feel like, okay, I got to keep up. And then you do things that are just not authentic to you. You are not going to be the person to like respond online to the thing immediately. You need time to to process. Yes. And I think sometimes that feeling of like not having that immediate response makes me just kind of shut down or like Mm -hmm. turn away. But I also feel like when I do give into that like impulsive, you know, whatever, maybe it's like an external impulse to just like share, like be part of the conversation. I feel like I'm fiery and I like burn up. Like I kind of like burn to a crisp. Yeah, that sounds right. I mean, it's a lot of Sagittarius. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that that does sound, that sounds right to me. So I think, hold on, let me just find it. You get really jarred. I mean, I keep on just seeing the word jarred. So I'm going to use it. You get really jarred by consequences because you're scared of failing. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. And so part of taking that winding path is your way of trying to like avoid getting to it. Yeah. Okay. So that is not bad and that is not good. It's not, it's neither. It's it's just, it's where you are. It's, it's maybe it's completely your nature. Maybe it's your nature right now because you're still very young and that is fair. You know, the thing that I think is important Mm -hmm. is that you're giving yourself space to notice who you are and how you are so that you can use that information to make self-appropriate choices. Yeah. And I think I, I have, I'm in kind of a moment where I have a lot of, like time and ease. And it feels like a gift to, to have that. Like I will say, I was on anxiety medication from a young age and I tapered off of that like earlier this year. So it's kind of also been a process of coming back into contact with all of these emotions and deeper mm-hmm. feelings. Yeah. And were you given a diagnosis? Generalized anxiety disorder. And do and you identify with it? I did. And I think I still do. I mean, I am feeling like pretty, I'm feeling anxious today. I won't lie. But mm-hmm. I, I think like, Generally, I feel myself moving toward a lot more softness within and like a capacity to kind of notice what's coming up for me moment to moment mm. and sit with it instead of just like being reactive or succumbing to the feeling of overwhelm, which is, you know, definitely something that I notice happening for mm. myself. I have a question. Um, you mentioned before we started recording that you do manual labor. Do you experience anxiety when you're doing manual labor? No, I actually think the embodied work is good for me. (laughs) I agree. When I look at you energetically, it looks like when you start to have anxiety, which does not mean that you don't have a generalized anxiety disorder. I'm not a doctor. Obviously, I'm just an astrologer and you should never take any kind of like mental health advice from me. Slash also, I will say the anxiety that you have comes from first having a self-critical, self-limiting, comparing of self-thought and then not breathing. And when you're doing manual labor, you have to breathe because you're huffing and puffing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So so that that can't happen. Even if you have those self-critical, self-harming even thoughts, it doesn't lead to anxiety because you're breathing. Yes. Yeah, I can see that. That makes so much sense. I also, yoga is one of the things that's really helped me stay grounded. Yeah. Because it's a 
breathing practice. Yes, exactly. Right? I mean, people yeah. focus on a lot of parts of yoga, but it's a breathing practice, it's right? It's a breathing practice. Yeah. yeah. And actually what's funny is when I started doing it, I like wasn't in touch with my breathing at all. So it took me like a couple of months of learning to, how to, to get it. Right. I mean, I yeah. think that's one of the harder parts of yoga. So yes. I'm going to say every time you find yourself having negative thoughts or self-critical thoughts, or you'll probably miss it most of the time. So every time you start to have anxiety, just say, oh, shit, I'm not breathing. <laughs> Reword it in your own way. But I would say, oh, shit, I'm not breathing. Mm -hmm. And set the intention, pick a number, whatever feels right to you. Yeah. Pick a number and breathe in repetitions of that number okay. until you bring your anxiety down. And it doesn't have to be from, you know, bringing your anxiety from a seven to a four. It can be bringing it from a seven to a six. Because what yeah. you're doing is you're training your your mind to understand that there's a body connection. And yes. breathing is so hard to remember to do, but also it's free. You can do it yes. while people are lecturing you. <laughs> like you can do it like in all situations. Yeah. It doesn't, you don't have to be like, you know, super woo about it. You can just breathe. You can just breathe. And so, you know, that moon Capricorn needs to know that you don't have to leave your life to yeah. make your life okay. Yes. That's that's those words are helpful. Good. It's interesting. You know, I look at your birth chart and I can see how you have panic. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I would have clocked you for more depression than anxiety. Both exist. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's they're you know, they dance together pretty yeah, pretty, pretty well. Right? I think that you have intense emotions. Yes, I do. And that is healthy and normal for you. It's just about figuring out how to be present with those emotions instead of when you start to feel them being like, oh no, hold mm -hmm. your breath, pull back. And now you're having an anxiety response physiologically. Yes. And it's very body oriented. Yeah. I used to have pretty intense panic attacks actually, which yeah. is when I got on the medication. I mean, all of this completely checks out. And also I cannot overstate the value and importance of breathing for you, yeah. you know, and you don't need to take a class. You don't need to learn how to do it. You cannot do it wrong. It's just remembering to do it. And this kind of, okay, it brings me back to this larger thing that we're talking about, which mm -hmm. is how to show up in the world, how to hold your power in a way mm -hmm. that feels like it's in integrity, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how to build community with people, how to also build a career that's for you. Yes. Right. And yeah. I want to say that no individual person figures all these things out at once. That's yeah. B-A-N-A-N-A-S, right? You know, bananas. Yeah. Okay. But I want to just identify that they're all different topics. Yes. And what happens for you is you smoosh them together and you have an anxiety response. Like all, I mean, I have anxiety when I smoosh them together in this conversation. Like it yeah. makes me feel overwhelmed. So like anyone would, I think that's reasonable. So I want to ask you, what would be helpful for us to talk about Yeah. within that? I guess okay. This is this is making me think I'm about to go on this meandering path that you mentioned. Go for it. I'm into so it. My response to this is actually to say like I've been feeling like everything's kind of coming up at once, and also I'm throwing myself at everything at once. So mm -hmm. it's actually really hard to pull out like what's most important to focus on, even in like a routine sense or like in a day to day sense. And can I just also tell you that I'm about to move to a new city? <laughs> oh shit. There's like quite a lot going on. So it's it's both like internal and it's external. So I actually, I don't even know if I know in this moment, like what is most important. Do you have housing and employment set up? We just got housing and I have like a, 
a studio situation there, but I think that most likely I'll be working service to kind of like pay for my practice mm-hmm. and like all of our other living expenses. So this is common sense, not astrology speaking, but I'm going to say moving and getting a new job actually should be your top priority because it's your material <laughs> security and reality, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what I would give you the homework to do is to just make a practice of being like, okay, what are my immediate material needs? That has to be my top priority, right? Even though all my followers don't know that and they don't deserve to know that, right? Or it's just, I'm not willing to share it until it's kind of tidied up. And within that, give yourself a time frame. And here's the move. Give yourself a time frame of like, for the next two months, I'm going to prioritize at the top of the pyramid of my priorities this this issue of like housing, like a, the the mental health stuff of moving, getting employment, settling into my new space. Mm-hmm. That's the most important thing. And at the end of two months, put in your little calendar, wherever you have a calendar, put an alarm in your phone to say, I'm going to check in with myself to see if I need to add another two months or if it's time to make a shift okay. with intention. Okay, That's the piece that a lot of people don't do. Yeah, it's, you have to check in with yourself. Otherwise, it's just time, and time yeah. is what is time, right? So, it's it's too confusing. So you got to like set an, set a date with yourself. You have to schedule time. Okay. Are you looking to level up your skills or expand your self knowledge with astrology? If so, explore the classes on my website where you can gain the expertise and also perspective that you seek with various topics from manifestation to the 12th house to outer planets and love or exploring mental health with astrology. There's so many classes that I have on the shop page of my website. Just visit lovelaniato.com slash shop. That's lovelaniato.com slash shop and learn with me today. So you're going through two once in a lifetime transits. Well, you're going through more than two once in a lifetime transits right oh now. Oh my God. Yeah. You're going through boop, 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 five once in a lifetime transits right now. It's a big okay. time. You want to talk about your Saturn return? It's old news. We're going to talk about this shit. Okay. <laughs> so Neptune started to square your sun in May of 2022. It's a two-year-long transit. And then starting May 12th of 2023, so like one month ago, Neptune Mm -hmm. started to square your Mars. Now, these two transits don't happen to everyone. When they do happen, they're once in a lifetime and they create a huge amount of overwhelm and confusion and chaos. And they make you more porous and more private Mm -hmm. slash incline you to more shamelessly self-disclose. It's confusing. These transits, they test your ability to have healthy boundaries. Yes. And your need to have healthy boundaries. Yes. And how do you have boundaries without first identifying who and what you are and what your intentions are? Yeah, exactly. That's it. So that's the work. Okay. And within that, in terms of really deep personal shares online, I would say Mm -hmm. wait 72 hours. You have the idea. I'm going to share. I had a nightmare and it made me think of a pink hat. And then you think, I'm going to create a post about it. You can create the post. You're going to wait 72 hours before you hit publish. I love that. Okay, great. It's a Saturn moon conjunction. I know about rules. I'm a big fan (laughs) and they work on you. So I'm going to lean in. The other thing that's happening is Pluto's conjoining your midheaven at almost 29 degrees of cap. And so, yeah, your career's blowing up. Eyes are on you, right? You're getting attention. Yeah. What I recommend that you do is clarify what you want. Yes. In the dream, I'm like an artist who can sustain 
herself and her loved ones off of her practice. So what does that mean? Let's get granular. That means you're making Um, money. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think money is definitely part of it. You know, it's hard. It's like, I know that these social media platforms are like inherently capitalist and, you know, I'm actually getting confused while I talk. I Can I tell you why you're getting confused? I know. Because I asked you to explain what you said when you said you wanted to sustain yourself and others, because Mm -hmm. that would mean making a ton of money. Yes. Yeah. A (laughs) hundred percent. And you're really uncomfortable with that, even though that's totally your goal. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about it. Let's do do it. Okay. Okay. So you said that the goal would be to sustain yourself and others through your art practice, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think like I, I want it to be more nuanced. It's like, I want to be able to provide and like be, you know, like I want to say yes to opportunities that feel right to me and not just things that like are going to make me money. And like, I think that like, there's a distorting nature of like money making and self-promotion. But like, yeah, I would like to be able to have enough money to like afford my life because like right now I feel pretty dependent on my partner. And also like I work, you know, like I've been working in these like service positions and positions that are actually really like energetically draining to me, like teaching. And I like teaching and I like that like point of connection, but I think that I really want more freedom over my schedule and I want to be able to like create a lifestyle that feels like I actually have enough space to like take that meandering path that I sometimes need. Mm. So everything you're saying is perfectly reasonable and you're also defending what you want. You're (laughs) against who? Not against me. I make a living. I live well off of what I love. Yeah. And yeah, and I'm giving you a free reading right now. I'm not charging you anything for this. Like there's ways to be financially abundant based on your craft, the thing that you love to do, Mm -hmm. the thing that you feel called to do. Mm -hmm. But first you said, I want to be able to sustain myself and the people I care about through my work. And then you, your brain just kind of went on the fritz. And then we, I brought you back and you started defending it. Yeah, but I don't want it to be this way. And I don't want it to be that way. And I kind of deserve it because I have already been in service and I've done these other things and they're exhausting. And Okay. So don't feel bad about this. This is normal. This is very normal. I mean, it's normal for people who aren't capitalists, right? Mm -hmm. Because how do you, within a capitalistic system, if you do not have capitalistic values, how do you figure out a way to earn money and abundance of money? Because that's what it needs to take care of yourself. That's what it needs to take care of yourself and another or multiple others without doing it in a capitalistic way. That's, I mean, that is a larger question, maybe for a different moment, but I just want to acknowledge, I can feel your energy is like, it's went splat on the ground (laughs) because you have guilt. And I don't know why you have guilt, but I don't think, again, it's an unusual response to this topic. Let's, let's keep it woo for just a moment to say, I think it's incredibly important, yes, to have a political lens and a critical lens. Mm -hmm. And also from a woo perspective. If you can't hold your intention in a simple and clear way, you are not holding your intention. And that means it's not going to come. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you envision being able to, let's say, sell paintings of pink hats for a living, and that's just what you do. You love painting pink hats. And in order to paint a pink hat, you have to charge a fair amount of money for it. Okay, so now you're charging a fair amount of money. The only people who can buy your pink hats have a fair amount of money. Is there a way to 
give back to community? Is there a way to also sell reproductions of the pink hats to people who can't afford the pink hats? Is there a way to use your resources in a way that is better in alignment with what you do? I mean, talking about like the commodification of of the individual, like, you know, there are brand partnerships that lots of people get and some of them are really fucking out of alignment and some of them are not great, but they're not exactly out of alignment and some of them are in alignment. You can make, be intentional about what you take on if you take on anything, but the political and critical analysis, I would recommend, okay, I'm going to give you another fucking exercise full of homework today. Okay. You're going to, you're going to get a room. And in that room, you're going to put a bunch of chairs next to each other in a line. And you're going to sit in one chair and you're going to take your notebook out or you're going to use your talk to type or whatever works for your brain. You're going to bring a friend along for this and you can do it, each of you. You can talk out with each other. And you're going to sit and you're going to talk about the political and critical analysis of what Mm -hmm. it means to make money off of art and what it means to make a lot of money off of art. Because in order to to live well and have medical insurance and eat well and give yeah. money and a yeah. you know to give it back into the community. You gotta make a lot of fucking money mm. for that, right? Okay. Right. Okay. So, yes. so you're just gonna do political analysis, critical analysis sitting in one chair. Then you're gonna get up, you're gonna stretch, you're gonna breathe, you're gonna move your body a teeny bit, you're gonna sit down the next chair and you're gonna talk about more of a personal feeling type. Mm thing, right? Like, how do I feel about making money? How do I feel about charging money? How do I feel about not being in struggle? Telling people, yeah, I do really well. And I, I, you know, I make money off of painting pink hats. Like, you know, (laughs) like, how does that feel? Like explore all the feelings and then do the same, get up and do another chair. And you can figure out what that next chair will be based on whatever is like really in your way. Right. Mm. Like whatever, whatever is like or whatever part of this feels really important. But the part the point I'm trying to kind of show you in a different way in this conversation than we've already done is you're smooshing together too many things all at once. You're getting smooch, smooch soup. Yeah. Yeah. Smooshing and soup. soup. Yeah, It's a smooch soup. That's that's what it is. It's a swirly kind of feeling like it's it's almost like I can't I can't find the clarity. Like there's like so many parts and I feel like I can really pull I can really like pull out every argument and then I just kind of get lost in it. Yeah. That's the problem with all that Sagittarius is that it's like narratives, just endless narratives. And all these stories are true stories. How can they all be true at once? Yeah, they are. And so getting comfortable (laughs) with paradox is so important. Right. And it is possible to identify this narrative from this lens, that narrative from that lens, that narrative from that lens, identify a bunch of them and then be able to say, okay, given all of this complexity, what are my goals? Mm-hmm. But you can't figure out your goals until you first identified the different veins of truth, right? Yeah. yeah. And if you have enough financial abundance, then you can give things for free. Yeah. You can give your services for free. You can invest money in communities that need it. There are so many things that can be done. But to do them all at once, mm-hmm. if it's self-defensive, reactive, soupy, smooshy, splatty oh, vibes, it doesn't feel yeah. right. So even if it's technically right, it doesn't feel right. Yeah, I really feel that. I feel like there, there's kind of this like seeking or like proving or kind of like attached feeling that yeah. I have around it. And I think that's like a huge part of why I wanted to speak with you about it. Because I'm like, I know that that's the, all of these things feel like really antithetical to the way that I want to show up in the world. And like this feels like a facet of, you know, like if I'm an artist, like there's there's like visibility and in, innate in that stance. And like social media could be a tool for like getting really 
connected with like people who I don't know care about mm -hmm. life or people who can promote your work or give you opportunities yeah. I mean yes. it's yeah. it's all of the things and it is okay to be ambitious. You have a Capricorn midheaven, Minerge. You're allowed to have ambition. We're all allowed to have ambition. Yeah. It's about being ethical in our pursuit of ambition. Yeah. It is possible to be ethical in the pursuit of so many things. I mean, so many things it is not ethical to be in pursuit of, but all the things <laughs> we're talking about, it is ethical to be in pursuit of. The problem is when you don't take the time to slow down mm -hmm. and use your discernment, then you can't figure out where you're starting from, what's important to you, because it's all the smoosh soup, right? Yes. And yeah. so this is a big part of your work to understand that we have to slow it down and get into the pieces. And I will just remind you that when you do that, you have anxiety, physiological anxiety, because you have overwhelming emotions that you haven't yet developed skills for mm -hmm. tolerating, coping with, staying present around yeah so when you do this work you have to be a breather like a serious breather you know yes. you got to breathe a lot Noted. and you got to and also you're going to feel bad sometimes like in this conversation uh, because yeah. i'm psychic i can feel how you have felt various yeah. kinds of bad multiple times yeah and you've been a trooper because you're like having a rating and you're having an experience but i can see how in some moments you kind of stayed present and wrote it. In other moments, you just kind of like, oh, I'm going to sit on this and hope it doesn't overwhelm me. <laughs> and that's fine. That's life. But again, as you experience these things, I would re recommend that you try to notice that as well. Because yeah. if I can notice it, you can notice it. I, I don't know if I've gotten all of it, but I've been feeling it kind of up and down and yeah. just like really wanting to stay present with you. Because I'm like very, very grateful to be in this space with you <laughs> and also kind of aware of like how overwhelming and chaotic like my energy feels in this moment. Mm. For whatever it's worth, I don't find your energy even remotely overwhelming or chaotic. I am able to be present and witness what you experience as chaos. I don't experience it as chaos at all. Think of it this way. Have you ever had like a big stew or jambalaya, something like that? It's like a soup. It has a bazillion different ingredients in it. The first time you look at a soup like that, it's like, that looks chaotic. That looks overwhelming. But once you've come to eat that soup routinely, it's not at all chaotic because you understand what all the pieces are and how they yeah. work together and how yeah. in some bites, maybe they don't, depending on the cook, depending on the mood. <laughs> it's the same thing I want to just share with you is that you are overwhelmed and it's soupy to you because you're trying to smoosh it into one paste instead okay, of letting gross. it be a soup. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you want it to be a stewy soup, not a smoosh paste. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I, I'm using these weird metaphors, but that's how I'm seeing it. It's like you splat. It's yeah. like your energy gets splatted and yeah. you smoosh things into a paste. And now you can't pull out the nuance because it's just a smoosh paste. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That feels uh, right. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, good. So within this, I will say, I would give you two years of homework, two years of homework to explore identifying this as it comes up. Two years yeah. minimum. This is not something you're going to figure out in the next three months. It's not like a conversation is going to change your life in one minute. Like, I mean, I don't know, maybe it will, but really <laughs> like, that's like a bad it's been, goal. It's been very helpful, but I, okay. I like also appreciate the call to like slowness and just kind of like a steady taking it's it about as a integration. Yeah. yeah. It's like, 
every once in a while we hear something and it just clicks and then it's like this meteoric shift but most things require integration and that takes time and the difference between smart and wise is the ability to apply it Mm -hmm. you have so much wisdom already and you have so many things that you're just starting to develop enough smarts around to cultivate the wisdom right Mm -hmm. this is why you're not old enough to be a crone and that's okay so so, (laughs) you know it's someday you will I mean as long as nothing gets in your way you will but but it does it's an it it is related to age and not just temperament and there's a reason because there's only so much that can be done in the amount of time you've been alive yeah or that I've been alive and that's quote-unquote so much is different for different people but for you you know, it's going to be really important that you stop comparing yourself to other people and you start using discernment, right? And I would say also kind of within that, it is wise to get off of social media and to look Mm -hmm. at various creative businesses and how they're structured if you find them to be ethical. Yeah. So abundant businesses that are kind of in alignment with yours. So maybe they're, you know, artists or I don't know, makers of sorts. And look for business models that actually inspire you because a lot of what is happening on social media is people posing for photos. And this is not just like, I I mean, I know there's selfies on social, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people curating the presentation of a thing. So that's not where we're always going to find the best data. I mean, sometimes it really, really is. I learned so much on social every day. And also... We want to keep in mind that as we are all individually commodifying ourselves, we are trying to make sure that we're a really good product. We Mm. want to be an enviable product. We want to be a desirable product. This is where too much Venus becomes a problem. Like I'm using all these words of Venus of commodifying and be enviable and pretty and all these things. Like, And so it is important to just really make sure that you are not just looking for models of conduct as a creative who's showing up ethically on social media, but look for it in different virtual spaces as well as different IRL spaces. There's just something about that that I just see as being very soothing for you. Does that make sense? Yeah, having having different sources as well, kind of like going going away from this like internet space to find the people that feel like aligned to me or like finding kind of guides and elders. Yeah. yeah. Really, you know. it, it's, I think it's really important. And I think... If we don't have an analog life, we get into real trouble because Mm -hmm. it is in the IRL analog stuff that our actual emotions come up and we have to actually deal with them. Whereas online, (laughs) it's very different. It's all very theoretical. And so and that's really important for you. You know, it's really important for you. And also you got Uranus at the top of your chart. Having a really online life is great for you. But if you don't do it based on knowing yourself IRL, then... Mm -hmm. It, it's going to feel really chaotic and we're back to the soupy pasty stuff. Yeah, for sure. Now, is there anything that we missed? Is there any question kind of like lingering for you? I think you gave me so many good, like practical things to do for myself that can kind of help me weather the storm through the transition and change as I'm moving. I think I'm curious about what kind of spiritual support I have around me. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting, your question. Do you have the experience of your guides do you ever like open up to your guides and like receive your guides I do I have a pretty intense practice okay okay good so 
when you receive your guides, you experience no anxiety. You experience mm -hmm. clarity, neutrality. Yeah. You're not seeking so hard, right? Yeah. And when receiving. you've veered away from your guides, mayhem, smoosh yeah. soups. Okay. So the only thing that I need to do is to like tell you what you already know, mm. which is that you have access to your guides. And just like your breath, you often forget to tap into it or yeah. you relegate it to like when I'm doing yoga, having access to your guides is not, yeah, it's a spiritual practice, but like breathing is a spiritual practice. Like yeah. let's not isolate spirituality from other parts. It feels hard to weave together with like the day-to-day -day practical elements. I would just make it related to breath. So when you receive your guides, do you like have a whole practice to like get ready and receive? Or do you just yeah, kind of a oh, <laughs> I see. I see. So you've made it that long, circuitous path yes, to get to so the spot. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. No, it's more of like I get kind of like images that come. Okay. Okay. And, and, and I wouldn't want you to time. tell me because it's sacred. So you you keep it, you know, it's not for a podcast, <laughs> what I'm trying to say. But what I would say is the next time you take a long and winding road to your guides, ask them, hey, is there a drive-thru? Because I'd like to know what the password for the drive-thru is. Okay. Because when I'm connecting to my guides, I'm like taking a moment, I'm stopping, I'm breathing, and I'm receiving. Okay. I'm not seeking, I'm receiving. Bada-bing, mm -hmm. bada-boom, bada-bing. And then mm -hmm. it's there. And mm -hmm. not everybody is the same as me. Everyone's different. So it might be a little slower for you, but I don't think so. I'm looking at your birth chart. You're fast. So <laughs> you've made this slow yeah. because you're easing yourself into it. And also probably because somebody told you it had to be slow. But I don't, I don't think it has to be slow. To access your guides, I think you can do that while driving your car. Yeah. I think you can do that on a bathroom break, on a friend date where you want to just wring that person's neck. I think you can do that in all manner of circumstances, mild, mellow, dramatic, all the things. Taking a moment to breathe, to connect your body, and to receive your guides. That's okay. it. Like, I would encourage you to practice. So the easiest way for you to practice is during manual labor. Okay. Lift heavy things or do physical things. And as you do yeah. those physical things, be like, oh, wait, let me connect to my guides and practice just receiving them. And yeah. notice how it feels. It feels like subtly, but meaningfully different. Correct? Yeah. I think that there's something really powerful about creating ritual or going on retreats, or, you know, some people take drugs, like there's so many ways of like accessing the divine. And I yeah. think that that's really important and necessary for a lot of people a lot of the time. And yeah. I also think, do that hopefully, so that you don't have to do that shit anymore. And you can just have access. Now, ritual yeah. is always going to be necessary, especially, you know, different practices, yada, yada. But in terms of something as simple as accessing your guidance, that's like that should be like breathing. It's yeah. like if you remember to do it, it's not yeah. that complicated. And yeah. but it works, right? Yeah, trust Exactly. So so that's what I'm seeing you need is to access your own damn guidance. Mm -hmm. That's literally <laughs> it. It's not even yeah. learning a new skill. It's just doing less. Yeah. Some people when they put up Instagram posts, they will just put like an emoji. Or like yeah. a word and other people will write a tiny novella, right? Are you more of a tiny novella? Yeah. No, I think I'm actually more of an emoji and avoidance. Emoji. Okay. Novella. Well, I don't know if it's avoidance. 
Uh, let's okay. reframe it to preference. Okay. Why like not just that. preference? Yeah. You know, it's not, there's nobody ever yeah. said we have to write a tiny novella. It's not about right or wrong. It's about, do I want to do more? Or do I want to do less? Yeah. That's all. That's, that's like all it has to be. And if that gets in your way or there's some sort of negative consequence, cross that bridge, learn from it. I don't mm. think that there will be. I think that that's literally all you need. And in regards to, you know, getting off your anti-anxiety medications and figuring out how to tolerate this like huge amount of emotions that were kind of just on the periphery of what you've experienced historically, this will help you so much, like so much. Because sometimes when you connect with your guidance, you'll be like, oh, shit, I'm not anxious at all. And then you can look around and be like, oh, my partner's really anxious. That's not yes. me. I'm just like tapping in. And, I, and yeah. your guides can help you to feel more, more of your own energies. Yes. And that shit's real helpful. Yeah, that's super helpful. Also, you saying porous earlier was helpful for reminding me that that's something that happens. Something that happens dramatically yeah. with you, like all the damn time. There's so much nuance to every truth, right? Mm -hmm. And also, some things are just like, it's a hat, mm. you know? And that's it. It's just a fucking hat. <laughs> and they can both be true at once. You torture yourself by saying it has to be all the things at all the time in all the ways. And what I want to say is yeah. it can be sometimes if it works out like that. And other times it can it can just be a hat or it can yeah. be like a picture of my childhood trauma, whatever. Like you get to have different ways of being mm -hmm. and different ways of holding the same thing within yeah. a singular way of being. Yeah. I think that the last thing that is kind of like coming up for me is this. It's diet. Oh. How, how I know it was not at all what I thought I was going to talk about either. Interesting. How you eat has a lot to do with your mental health. You've noticed. Yeah. 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 Fucking Virgo is on the cusp of your sixth house. <laughs> so we know that there are ways that you eat or times of the day that you eat. Yeah. That really support you staying in your body or yeah. really negate you staying in your body. Oh, this is like the practical element that I'm like, I, this is the day-to-day -day stuff that like actually feels really hard to manage. Mm -hmm. You have yeah. a stallium and Sagittarius. You're like flying in the yes. sky. I'm in, <laughs> you know? So I would say that breaking fasts are, is a really good thing to do. They call mm -hmm. it breakfast conventionally. You should be doing that. Yeah. I'm not giving you nutritional advice, but I would advise you to have like easy grabbable proteins and, and mm -hmm. not, too much of the carbs or the salties for you yes are you a carbon salty lover i, I love carbon salt <laughs> yeah it, it looks like that's kind of like yeah. it's like your emotional eating thing but your system actually is like do you like nuts yeah yeah i just think yeah. you should have bags of nuts okay. <laughs> uh, like you should just like have or like protein bars or whatever you can do so that you make it so that you're not going into a deprivation mode in your body yes. because the second you do that, okay, all bets are off for your mental health, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So eating healthy, eating a balanced meal, whatever that means for you, of course, is the ideal, but life isn't ideal. So just have bags of nuts everywhere. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you could do nuts and fruits, I'd be thrilled for you. And it could be like dried fruits. It's fine. I'm not, I'm, I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not like giving you nutritional advice, but I am saying I can see that all of the stuff we've been talking about is in some ways related to your ability to to like be here <laughs> and mm -hmm. 
And yeah. here happens to be the meat suit. It happens to be in, in a particular time. And so fortifying the body yeah. is really helpful. It's like shockingly helpful for that. Okay. Like it's remarkably helpful. It's I think why there's so many restrictions on women's bodies and eating yeah. Uh, yeah. because <laughs> of how debilitating it is and how it really preoccupies us with all the wrong things. And I don't know that that's like your motivation. It looks like you have, a, again, a lot of motivations for being weird with food <laughs> all at once. Yeah. And so, you know, we don't need to smoosh soup that. But okay. the quick and easy way to keep it so that you don't feel like you're like drowning ever yeah. is just to be nuts. Have nuts yeah. everywhere. Nuts, nuts, nuts. Okay. I love it. It's like giving myself little gifts in the day. Like I have like a pocket of nuts. Yes. Yeah. You could be like a weird, like, I don't know if you ever watched the golden girls, you know how they always had candy in their purse. You could just like create your own hippie version of that and just do nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good. I think that's the way, because at the end of the day, you know, living perfectly is a great idea, but it's, Again, it's bananas. Yeah, it's and more like I'm just trying to find like the practical. I think like those little things that can kind of just help me keep going. Yeah, and and also if you're like, oh, I'm feeling a little anxious, and then you're like, well, shit, I have like a a fistful of nuts in my pocket. Hopefully, they're not you're not raw dog and nuts in your pocket. But like, okay, I have a fistful of nuts <laughs> in my pocket. I ate the nuts, and then you felt better. That's important information for you to have about your physiology and your mental yes. health, that yes. it's not as complicated as you're allowing yourself to believe it is, yes. will be very soothing, you know? Yes. Simplifying. Simplify. Simplify. Exactly. So so that's like, again, an, a little bit of homework for you. Make a goal to do it for three weeks. And at the end of three weeks, you'll be like, this has made a meaningful difference in my life. Or eh, yeah, sometimes it was cool. You know, you'll have yeah. data and that data will empower you to be like, okay, so I'm not doing this anymore because it didn't really do much for me and I'm nuts everywhere. Or you'll be able to be like, okay, I'm actually going to invest in this. You know, okay. like I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to put things everywhere, food everywhere. A little squirrel. Like a little squirrel. Exactly. Sticking yeah. with our nuts metaphor. Now, I think I think we did what we came to do. Do you feel that way? Yeah, I do. I feel I feel lighter and I feel calmer. Oh, so that makes you. me so happy. That makes yeah, me so happy so to hear. Thank you.